Hey everybody, it's Nate here and just wanted to quickly tell you that we're about to have a little break here at the Jesus Famous Podcast. If you're part of Calvary Monterey, you know that each year I take a bunch of my vacation time all at once uh, to be with my family, get away, reset the brain and the heart for the next year of ministry. And we're getting a chance to do that these next few weeks. So we're not going to be recording any fresh episodes during the break. Riley and I will just take the time to rest, recover, pray through what we're going to do next here on the podcast. And sometime in early, mid-August, we'll get back up and running with the Jesus Famous podcast. Uh, If you have not listened to some of the backlog of episodes, I'd encourage you to scroll back and Maybe check out some episodes that you missed over these next few weeks. Uh, And I'm really excited about the next season that we're going to have. I've been praying about some changes and some special things that we might do during the next season of the Jesus Famous podcast. And I'm looking forward to getting into it. Thank you for those of you who have given us feedback and have encouraged us. Uh, We look forward to partnering with you and your life uh, in bringing the fame of Christ to bear uh, in your life, family, and community. God bless you guys, and uh, we'll see you in uh, August. Nate, if you could go back to the early 2000s and go to a church service, and you're listening to the worship music, what would be the early 2000s worship song that would just get you pumped up, like fired up to worship. Oh gosh. I mean, and before, there's it got, from. before it got just brutally played out, I was, <laughs> I was into the better is one day in your oh, courts. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, the different part, like the female part, the men's part. You I, know, you know like I the, can't even recall it. Okay. There was like an amazing. <laughs> I blocked it out. <laughs> it was good for that time bad only. for me. <laughs> I just remember singing that song and the worship leader would be like, all right, guys, you sing this. All right, you guys got that? Cool. All right, ladies, now you sing this as they're singing that. And it was like one of those like kind of blending things. Oh, yeah. It always got a little risky, you know. You never knew what somebody was going to really sing. But when it worked, it was pretty beautiful. But that was a great song. It really I was, yeah. yeah. I led uh, coming back to the heart of worship yesterday. Oh, yeah. At the church and... Just felt refreshed. Just loved it. It was oh, so yeah. fun. It's a banger forever. That one's just always good. Big time. I love that song. Well, so many good songs to talk about, but today we want to talk about Psalm 3. Oh, nice segue. A different Great song. Great transition. I've <laughs> been practicing smooth, that one all, all day. You should host but, a podcast. Hey, trying to. We'll see if it works out. But we're talking about <laughs> A Morning War Cry, um, a song from David in the Psalms. I loved going through this psalm yesterday. Uh, it felt very sticky to me, I think because of um, some of the different, th- different things you're pulling out of it. Like it was written like in the morning when David woke up, it sounds like, and it was one of those songs that kind of crescendoed, and David's reflecting on the past and God's goodness for today, and all this stuff where I was like, wow, this like feels like a very unique um, part of Scripture. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, a real joy to go through. I mean, the psalm was written by David. Um, you were mentioning yesterday about when he was fleeing from Absalom. 
his son and the people who were um, in Absalom's corner, um, how they wanted to get after David and he was running away and going through so much hardship family-wise and mm-hmm. with the kingdom, but found a lot of hope in who God was. And um, I, I loved the whole the whole passage. It was so good. I wanted to ask you a little bit about the different points that you made throughout the message. The first one being about practicing good theology. It was so interesting to see David um, turn his attention, like you were mentioning, away from the very present trial that he was in mm-hmm. towards who God is and how that just kind of shaped his heart and his experience um, through that really difficult time. And you talked a little bit about how good theology had impacted your life in the past. I was curious if um, you wouldn't mind just sharing how good theology has impacted your life when you go through a trial. You don't have to share like, a specific story or anything, but like, what does good theology do to us when we go through a hardship? Mm-hmm. And how has that worked out for yeah, you? Yeah, it's just a different way of saying getting your eyes on God and of course getting your eyes on the right things about God, believing the right things about Mm -hmm. God and and being reminded of those at the right time. Yeah. Um, and my, uh, concept in just saying you've got to practice it is that I think there's plenty of us who we, we know these things about the Lord. Mm -hmm. We have a fairly good doctrinal understanding of him, although there's plenty of people who have terrible doctrinal understanding of God, but many of us have a good doctrinal understanding of God, but we don't recall these things about God at the right time. And we don't fixate Mm. upon them when we're in the hour of trouble or peril. And, that's what I loved about David. You know, he just begins the psalm saying, you know, many are my foes. They're all around me. There's this big multitude. And they're all saying that God isn't going to save me. But then he just pivots real quickly. God, you're my shield. God, you're my glory. God, you're the lifter of my head. He starts thinking about these truths concerning his God. And he's confessing them to God. He's praying them to God. So, yeah, I alluded yesterday to, uh, you know, times where, as I've looked back on my life, I've realized, yeah, the Lord, he, what was he doing during that big trial in my life? Well, he was doing all of those things. He was shielding me. Hmm. He was defending my life. He was helping me see that he's my glory because when you're going through a gnarly trial, you kind of get stripped away of a lot of your other lesser um, sources of significance. So you, you start realizing, wow, at the end of the day, it's me and God. Yeah. God is my glory. And I think David realized that he kind of, everybody was gone. It was just him and the Lord and a few close friends. And then the lifter of my head. I mean, I love that you kind of go through those dark times and trials where God is through his word or in prayer, there are just moments where your head is generally down, but he's picking it up and mm-hmm. he's trying to help bring life back to you. And uh, one of the things I talked about yesterday was just that that uh, going through that process allows you to sleep. David said, I went yeah. to sleep and then right. I woke again, you know. And um, uh, I, you know, I've, I've lived a, a very blessed life. Um, and I would never try to, um, say that I've, uh, had to deal with really, really hard trials or anything like that. I, I think I've been, uh, very blessed in life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know, that's not to make light of any pastoral trials and pressures that are there. Those are present in my life and the Lord, uh, thankfully will not let me be tested beyond what I'm able. Um, but there have been a handful of times where it's just gotten pretty bad. Yeah. And the thing I've had to go through is not, uh, fun. And, uh, in those moments, <clears throat> whether sleeplessness has come in or not, uh, it's been so important for me to get my eyes afresh to think about who God is. And this is one of the things I think that's missing from a lot of people's devotional lives. You know, if you hear a lot of devotional content or read a lot of devotional content, it kind of starts with you and it's about you and who you are and what God wants you to do and what you need to do for your life today. But when things are challenging, a lot of times it's, that's not really what we need. We don't need direction uh, or a best practice or another thing that we need to accomplish. We need to know who God is. Yeah. And I mean, because you could have gone to David in this Psalm, for instance, in his situation, and you could have said, David, you just need to go to sleep. There's nothing else you can do. But he couldn't go to sleep until mm. he first thought about God. He couldn't obey an imperative until he'd considered the reality, the doctrine, the theology of who God is. So that's what I mean by practicing good theology. You know, when you're in the midst of a trial or feeling overwhelmed or uh, outnumbered or, you know, that you have anxiety. And I'm super careful when I teach these Psalms because I hate it when I come across a Bible teacher who is just super manipulative with the Psalms because it's one of the easiest things to do to stand up there with a Psalm and be like, Hey, you're pressured, you're overwhelmed, you're anxious. And I'm going to help you right now because I'm relating to all of your pressures that you're feeling. I try to be real cautious about mm. that. I try to paint the picture of what David was going through. And I don't yeah. want to minimize what he was facing by maximizing, you know, like, I've got a cold and I feel terrible, you know, kind of things. I mean, it is, there are times and places it's good for a pastor or a preacher or another Christian to say like, hey, it's not that bad. You know, don't be yeah. cataclysmic or hyperbolic about what you're facing and what you're going yeah. through. Uh, but that said, these are songs that are, you know, they're, they're for our use. We don't have to be going through something as tragic as what David was going through in order to pray these yeah. prayers or sing uh, these songs. So that was like the first part of uh, the song for me was just, okay, he made this turn where, yeah, he's conscious of something bad in his life yet he takes a moment to fixate on on God and do a little bit of homework to just think about what is God like who is God what is he doing hmm. oh he's my glory he's my shield he's the lifter of my head that's so good it reminds me of um just the idea of no, it's one thing to know who God is but to remember who he is and the mm -hmm. times when you need to remember him yeah, that's good. It just reminds me of the significance of having some kind of daily practice of reading scripture and talking to God in prayer. I remember recently a friend of mine passed away and I got the news in the morning. And because I read the, my Bible daily and I talk to God daily, when I got that news, I knew the first thing I had to do is just my 
my next thing was to get my Bible open. I got my that that text before I went to my Bible, but I just knew like I have to go yeah. and do that habit again today. And um, it didn't make the pain any less, but God was comforting me during that time. I feel like that's something kind of similar to what David experienced. You know, just like he had this practice of meeting with God. He knew who God was. And when something hard happened, he knew where, where to go. So, I mean, what an encouragement just to have that rhythm of knowing God well daily. You kind of know where to go to when things get crazy. Yeah. Not to advice, not to a bad decision, but back to the Lord. I loved what you were talking about, too, with drinking and God's good results. You were talking about prayer and um, just this life of prayer that David had with God. And um, I wanted to ask if you had any advice for people who are going through a trial. David prayed. We're called to pray. But sometimes we don't really know what to pray when we go through a trial. Maybe our first prayer is just like, help me get out of this thing. Um <clears throat> We might not first go to the prayer to remember who God is, but um, do you have any advice for somebody who's going through a difficult time and wants to engage in prayer? Should they start with just what's happening and talking to God about what's happening in their life? Should they go to a prayer like the Lord's Prayer and just commit that to God? Any advice on that? Yeah, okay. I will talk about that in a second, but I want to first say that when I was talking about drinking in God's good results. Mm -hmm. Actually, it wasn't talking about praying. I did give an example about prayer, but when David drank in God's good results, basically what I mean by that is he did this theological work about God. God Mm -hmm. is my shield. He's my glory. He's the lifter of my head. He's saying, thinking, knowing these things about God. I believe these things. He had to then drink in the results of what he Mm -hmm. just learned about God. And to drink it in, what he did is he went to sleep, then he woke up the next day, and he said, I'm not going to be afraid of thousands against me. That confidence, yeah. Yeah, so he was courageous, but before the courage was sleep and Uh then waking up. So to a person that's going through, you know, the types of things that you're describing, uh, sometimes the answer really isn't, well, you got to get better at prayer. You got to learn how to do it. Sometimes it's just you need to set your mind upon God as much as you can. Do a little bit of that theological work. Remind yourself of what the Bible says he is. And then go to sleep. Rest in that. Uh, But to answer your question Mm. about like, but when somebody in that process is saying, you know, I want to cry out to God. And I think what you're alluding to was I shared that in times where trials have been intense for me and I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep. Yeah. The only way I could was through prayer in, and what I meant was I'm getting my mind on God again. Yeah. And then as I am, I'm able to rest in his nature and character yeah. and then I can sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I would say is, uh, <clears throat> when you're going through big trials, uh, I mean, and I think you probably say smaller trials as well, but I say this with a little bit of caution, but I think some advice I would give is you you need to, you need to learn how to be a little bit raw with God. Hmm. Um, he can handle it. Um, 
You don't need to sin against him. You yeah. don't need to blaspheme him. Yeah. You don't need to go out of your way to blame him, you know, kind of thing. But you need to be honest with him. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, honesty before God, it's like the scalpel that opens up uh, the, the surgery center. It, it gets to the core of what's going on. I, I can't tell you how many times as I've been raw before God and honest about a disappointment, it, it's kind of like the spirit then turns around and goes, oh, so that's the thing that really bums you out. That's the thing that you're worshiping. That's the thing wow. that you think would bring you happiness. If you just had that, that's the thing you're all worked up over. Um, so <laughs> sometimes you have to do that. You got to yeah. take off your professionalism and wow. just be raw before the Lord and then give him a chance like Habakkuk did in the book of Habakkuk to speak a word of correction into your life and readjust your thinking. But um, I think that's a great place to start. You know, that's mm-hmm. where this psalm started and many of the psalms start just yeah. a real honesty before God. This is what I'm going through. I feel overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. This is where I'm at. That's so good. That little point you made too, just about, I mean, being vulnerable, honest is just so good, but not to the point of blaspheming or blaming or cursing God. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I've thought that before when I hear somebody say, be honest with God. It's like, okay, am I supposed to like swear at God or am I supposed to be extra mad or something? Is that honest or what, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. It's kind of like, it almost feels like people are like shooting for that these days, yeah. you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to go on the attack against God. I, I what I'm saying is, be really honest with God yeah. while remembering that you're way dumber than God. Amen. Bro. <laughs> He's so much wiser than you. Yes. He's so much better than you. He's so much holier than you. He's good mm-hmm. in He's good. all the ways that you aren't. Like you got to remember that mm-hmm. as you're saying these honest struggles that you're having and totally. limitations that you're experiencing or things that you don't understand. It's so good. Um, you were wrapping up the message with this concept of making a good confession. And um, I was just curious about one point you made. Uh, You said it's as if each day we have a choice, be overwhelmed by the opposition or confident in God's advocacy. And I just love that concept of like, when you wake up, you got a decision to make. Am I going to just be overwhelmed? Or am I going to choose faith today? And uh, it's hard because that time when you wake up, you're vulnerable, you know, you're tired. Um, whatever you went through the previous day might be still with you a little bit. You're prone to temptation, the whole thing, you know? So it's like, there's gotta be like, I don't know if you say it this way, but maybe like a little bit of work to choose faith. For I, was sure. just, I was just curious like how that works for you or if you have any thoughts about that. How do you choose the confidence more than the overwhelm? And when you do choose the overwhelm, how do you get back to the place of confidence? How does it work for me? Well, sometimes it doesn't. (laughs) Same, dude. I just uh, had a conversation with some of our leaders here in the church uh, just this last week that I think uh, shows a failure in this way that, Hmm. uh, that I was able to understand as I spoke with them. And it's just kind of an area of, um, uh, like a burden, just a big, de- big decisions that we need to make and something that I've been kind of mulling in the back of my head about our future here at the church and expansion and stuff like that. 
And uh, it's just kind of been weighing on me mm-hmm. a little bit. And I just was expressing that to them. And, uh, but the thought came to me that, you know, uh, my level of worry or concern, it's literally done nothing to change the situation. Yeah. And what I've observed is that God has always, uh, to me, like the best decisions I've ever been, I've ever made, they're, they're like a splinter that's going to naturally come out of your skin. It's like your skin, is, your body is just like pushing it out. And the moment is going to come where it comes out. Mm-hmm. But if you try to just hack away at it, you just do way more damage. And I find a lot of times wow. my tendency is to hack and hack and hack and think and think and think. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it doesn't sometimes produce very much. And Mm -hmm. as I was sharing with them, you know, the, the, um, you know, the feeling of I'm kind of overwhelmed with this. I don't know what to do. Uh, and this is fatiguing me. It just came into my mind. Yeah. It's like, you're just hacking away at that thing and you don't need to just wait, trust the Lord. You have a decision to make was kind of the voice of the spirit to me. You have a decision to make. Hmm. Are you going to live in that anxious spot or are you just going to wait on the Mm -hmm. Lord? So, uh, that's an example of it not going so well. And the Lord kind of correcting me, bringing me back into, Oh yeah, you've got to have deeper trust. And I think that's always been a prayer of mine. I I feel Mm -hmm. like often in my uh, times with the Lord, I'm asking him for deeper trust. You know, you can't help but see all the times in Jesus's life and ministry Mm -hmm. where he, said to someone, your faith has made you well, your faith mm. has healed you, your faith has given you sight. You know, you, it's like, no, it didn't. You yeah. did it. You, you're the one who did it, but yeah. it's faith in him. Amen. That's right. And so, you know, as a person, I've always wanted to grow in being a man of deeper faith. And, um, so, but we do, we have that, we have that choice in the morning, for sure, and that's yeah, what this right. psalm is about. But I think uh, the morning just expresses like a fresh moment. Totally. Because you can do this in the morning and then again in the mid-morning mm-hmm. and at lunch. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the decision comes into your life at 3 o'clock. I mean, it's an all-day, yeah. you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing uh, where we have that choice. That's good. Man, I love that. Hey, we don't normally end the podcast like this, but I was curious, Nate, if you'd be down. And I just felt like as you were talking, I was kind of thinking it might be kind of cool for you to pray over people just who are going through maybe a trial right now, a difficulty. Um, and we just kind of close out the episode this way. For Would you sure. be down to do that? Yeah, for sure. Father, if this life that we're talking about and that we're reading about in this psalm this life that is so confident in your salvation, so confident that you will arise to help, so confident that you will deliver. If this life, believing that you are a blessing God, if this life is possible, then Lord, we most certainly want to live it. Hmm. So Father, I pray for every person who's, interacted with this psalm recently with us or has listened today, I pray, Lord, and ask that you would help us to, in the midst of 
big and little, momentary and long trials, pressures, anxieties, opposition and obstacles, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to see you afresh, believe you and who you are, and let who you are dictate the way that we feel, the way that we live, even down to our sleep, God, that we'd be able to rest because we know you. And so, Father, I pray that you do that. And Lord, for anyone who's really hurting, I pray your hand of encouragement and grace, Lord, to be upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that today's discussion has blessed you. For more information and to take the discussion further, you can visit nateholdridge.com for additional articles and content. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and share so we can continue to reach people and make Jesus famous in our lives and the lives around us. Until next time, God bless.